Thanks for choosing to listen to another City Point West podcast. I trust that this message empowers and encourages you to continue your journey of faith. Enjoy. Guys, grab a seat, Mayo. Listen, if you don't know Mayo, he's up here often playing bass, drums as well. Uh, you know, I love this guy. He, he saw we had a need in our creative team for people to play bass and drums. So he taught himself to play bass and drums so that he could come and be involved. What an incredible man. Murray, if you don't know Murray, Murray uh, has been a part of INC for a million years. Million years. Yes, uh, uh, been a pastor and a part of our movement involved in global care. He'll share a little bit about that as well. Uh, Elia uh, has been a part of City Point uh, West for a long, long time. Actually, I saw that check that was sitting up in my office from when you were involved in Mission Australia and we did the great sleep out. That was in 2011, quite uh, incredible. Ellie's been a part of, of City Point West for a long time. Now, listen, uh, if you're upset about what these guys say, I saw their wives coaching them before they got up here. Uh, Diane was like in Murray's face like this, making sure he says the right thing. So listen, if anything wrong said, blame the wives today. Uh, we talked before the service, the guys have got it, but I know you've been coached since then. Uh, just kidding. The wives, obviously, are very helpful. Uh, Mayo, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, for anyone that may be new, that doesn't know you, uh, tell us about yourself, your wife, your kids. Uh, my name is Mayo. Actually, my full name is Mayo, because most people don't know my full name. They shorten it to the first four letters. And Mayo means someone that brings joy. Um, I've got two kids, two wonderful girls, and they resemble their mom so well. Lucky for them. And I'm from a family of five siblings, uh, two doctors, one microbiologist, one engineer, and one nurse. Wow. And my dad, my, my dad is dead, but my mom is still alive. And when she calls, you need to pick the call. Because it will keep ringing until somebody picks it. Awesome, awesome. You know, my name is Timothy, and I'm shortened to Tim. Your wife suggested my name should be shortened to Moth. Uh, we, we had good conversation about that. She doesn't want her name changed either, so I don't want mine. Murray, tell us about yourself. Um, Murray is my name. I would probably... Typical Aussie upbringing. Um, don't hold it against me. I come from Melbourne. I come from uh, come from a place called Albert Park, right in the middle of Melbourne. And uh, typical typical white upbringing, I suppose. But of course, Albert Park is not a uh, typical white uh, place. But um, I've I've had the privilege of being able to run a Bible college in the Solomon Islands now for 32 years. Uh, we've trained over over. Uh, uh, I, I obviously the face of it, but Christian Outreach Centre INC has been the the uh, the the bulk of it behind me. I stand on the top. So you know, in that we've started over over a thousand churches, well, probably not a thousand. Over a thousand students have come through. We've started over three hundred churches from the tops of the Papua New Guinea highlands over to a even even one in Samoa, even two in Tonga, Nui, uh, nations all over the South Pacific, and it's been my honour to be able to do that. Yep. And uh, hopefully I can give something to you today. Yeah. Now, you also were living uh, in Solomons and raised your kids for a, a bunch of years there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, now, I, I do shout a lot in prayer meetings, but my daughters 
grew up all their life where they woke up to a prayer meeting every morning with me shouting. I don't know whether I was shouting at God or shouting at somebody. I would have been shouting at somebody. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so I have four daughters. I have a beautiful wife, Diana, and I have four really lovely daughters. It is the joy of my life, my children. Awesome. So, awesome. Elia, tell us about yourself. Yes, um, yeah, my name's uh, Elia. I'm a Fijian uh, heritage, uh, second generation. Um, migrated back in 1988 uh, from, uh, yeah, from, from Fiji. Um, have a lovely wife, uh, Sarah, and uh, three kids. And um, yeah, I suppose uh, being second generation of, of you know, sort of, uh, you know, traditional uh, values of Fijian uh, as well as our Western culture as well. And uh, um, yeah, but you know, we uh, strong sort of our strong spiritual values as well as uh, our family as well. So um, yeah, so that's me. Now, mate, from that, from that place, you culturally in Fiji and, and you know, probably some of the other Pacific Islands similar, culturally, what does it mean for a dad? Uh, how does it, what's the responsibilities of a dad within your, within your culture? Yeah, so I suppose I'll probably just speak more and more of Fijian um, sort of uh, you know, traditions. Um, but um, traditionally, it's, uh, you know, the, the, the man is the head of the house. Um, you know, they'll be the, uh, the breadwinner. Um, you know, they uh, uh, take great responsibility in, uh, you know, in looking after their family, uh, whereas my, my mum was, uh, uh, would, would stay home and, and look after the kids. Um, you know, it was a very, uh, I suppose, it's a, it's a patriarchal system in Fiji uh, where it's, uh, you know, it's sort of, uh, the men are quite uh, strong in the sense of, you know, once you, you marry your wife, you know, she comes to your family, you, you get a lot of, uh, there's a lot of uh, land ownership behind that as well. Right. Um, so, you know, so I, I think, um, yeah, so I, I grew up in that, that type of uh, system. Sure. Um, I suppose, yeah, but I think it, it's, it's, it's important to, to mention uh, you know that system. You know, as much you know, I know my, my dad always uh, worked and, and supported, uh, and you know my mum stayed home. But they're both equal uh, in, in their roles. Okay. All right. And I think you know from a yeah, cultural side of things, I think that's important to, yeah. to mention. Yeah. yeah. Now, <coughs> yeah. Now, one thing that you have mentioned in the past is off off the the negative side of that. There is uh, a lot of domestic violence in in some of the in, in Fiji and some of the other Pacific Islands. Yeah, yeah, and and, and I think yeah, I sort of um, I, I work in the development space, and uh, and, and I was I was in a I was in a meeting, and uh, uh, and the topic was uh, domestic violence, and uh, and it's sort of uh, you know being a, a Pacific or someone from Pacific myself, and and hearing the the stats you know coming out of the Pacific or in, in Fiji as well. Um, you know, it, it is, um, yeah, it, it, it's, 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 it's quite, uh, it's, it's pretty bad. And, and, and I think, you know, and I, and I think it's important, you know, when you look at the, the system, you know, the hierarchy, you know, it's always God has to be first. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? So it can't be, you know, I know, uh, you know, we say you know, the, the male is, is the head of the house, but, you know, in the absence of God, you know, yeah. it, it can be just, it's just yeah. abuse, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and I think, you know, as a, you know, I really try to um, make sure I, uh, you know, um, model those behaviours, yeah. and uh, yeah, don't we're, we're going to come back to that. That's that's a really important part of that. Yeah. Now, I, I, I think culturally, you've grown up in in unfortunately Melbourne, uh, yeah. but beyond that, beyond <laughs> that, you've grown up in a very 
uh, I think you said like a white Australian context. What, what yeah. does that mean? What's the cultural picture you see there? Even maybe throw some verses of some of the other cultures you've seen along your journey. Yeah. Um, uh, my father, of course, um, to me, my father worked really hard. Uh, he wasn't particularly around all the time, uh, yet I knew beyond, beyond any doubt that he loved me. Uh, my mother, of course, loved me. My, my, my mother never worked. My father was a provider all that time. Um, so that, you know, and in many ways you become what you've seen um, exampled to you. Sure. Uh, and so I, I, I grew up thinking that way myself. I, um, coming into Christianity, I realised that uh, a man would, you know, to me a man was supposed to provide, protect and be a priest of his family. Uh, that I suppose developed over you know the course of being a pastor and running a Bible college, and having the answers to some of the the issues in the South Pacific, uh, as as he, he knows that um, you know when you buy your wife, uh, which is which is the culture of particularly Melanesian, when you buy your wife, she becomes a property to you more than a spouse to you. And that's one of the areas that is always in conflict. Whereas, you know, for, for the Bibles, uh, we are joint heirs. We are, yeah. we are absolutely equal wow. in the sight of God. There is no, there is no male or female. There's no wow. bond or, uh, you know, we are absolutely equal. Yeah, wow. But of course, in the islands, when you buy your wife, there is, uh, comes with that a, an arrangement and, a, and a, you know, a different things that come with that. So that's always been challenging in ministry in the South Pacific. Uh, Papua New Guinea is a fairly tough area. They are tough men. Wow. Uh, you know, tough places produce tough people. Sure. And uh, they are tough people up there. Oh, wow. But again, you know, there's so much beautiful people and, and, and Christianity gives the answer to the world of domestic violence by, by understanding that they are equal with us. Mm. Um, you know, God says very... Uh, God says very clearly in, in, in Peter, if, if you don't look after your wife, forget about praying. Yeah, sure. Because I'm not, I'm not listening to you. Yeah, sure. I'm not listening to you. If you don't look after your wife, you can't look after your f wife and your family mm. and treat them properly, then, then, then I'm not listening to you either. Yeah. So pray all you want. Yeah, wow. uh, and, but we have that, of course, in the church as well. Yeah, sure. So we've got to address that and continually yeah. address those, those yeah. issues. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll come back to that too. So... Uh, Mayo, the responsibility is right, right through there, and your your relationship with Dad through that. What what did you see through that in, in your culture? Yeah. Um, in my culture, things are a little bit different. Um, in the concept that our culture is so much affected by our religion and our level of education and the, where we live, the kind of people that lives around us. So the concept of culture and being a father in my experience, shows me three things. One, as a father, from my father's experience or from my grandfather's experience, I realized that it has changed over the past 50 years. Mm -hmm. It has changed massively. Mm -hmm. Initially, the concept of being the protector, the provider, the all in all, the one and only, the one that mm -hmm. solves all the problem was my grandfather's ideology wow. and my cultural background. But by the time it gets to my father's time, it's changed to, we need to work this together. We need to be both providers. 
so that somebody does not get burnt out. We need to be both protectors. Because by the time the two of us work together, we can walk this journey in a better way. Sure. So culturally, I see a, I experience a family or a father uh, picture in which we are working together with the entire family to make things work better. Yeah. 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 And, and that's very important. We, we live in, yeah. We live in a day and age, you know, you're saying, from in the past, your your mother didn't work. Where now, most mums are working in, in this in, in this culture that we see around us today. Strong women. I know all three of you are married to very strong women. Uh, we're more scared of Deb than we are of you. So the protector side, you know, we 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 see there's a, a bunch of that, and everyone's more scared of Wendy than I am. That's yes. no doubt about that. Yes, no doubt about that. Uh, and we're seeing change. You know. Uh, even I see our younger people growing up now, youth church, um, we're laughing before, at Princeton's hole in his jeans, so he's young here, he should be up in youth church, uh, sitting there with his jean holes, well, we're a bit old, we don't have that. Things are changing and shifting, and, yeah. and that is a very difficult yeah. time to be a dad. Yeah. There's, there's different pressures on us, different pressures on men. Yeah. Uh, we, we mix that with the cultural picture that we have today, this Australia, that is a melding together. It's no longer just a Western picture of fatherhood. It's how do we mix all of these cultures together? And, and I think all of you nailed it, the importance of having God in the middle of, yeah. of all of this. Um, let me ask the question to you, Mayo. What, what did it mean for you to become a dad? How, how important has that been in your life? How has that shift happened around you? Well, um, to be honest, being, before I became a dad, my impression of being a dad is different from what I experienced as being a dad. <laughs> it's difficult to prepare for this gig. It's difficult. That's the truth. It's difficult to prepare for it. And what you experience for each child, because being a dad is talking about my role in relationship to my kids, what you experience with each child is different. And it's different at each age of the child. Sure. And as they evolve, it's completely different. Sure. <laughs> Knowing the concept that I come from Africa sure. for, for the first 20-something years of my life, my mindset about being a dad is different from my mindset of being a dad here. Yeah, wow. And my approach to my children is definitely different yeah. Yeah. from my approach from the way my parents approached me. The truth is, I need to be honest, I'm still learning. I'm still learning a lot. The concept of correcting kids, the concept of reshaping them, the concept of making them do what we want them to do, the concept of organizing the home, it's a lot of complexity. And the truth is, it takes God, it takes wisdom, yeah. It takes patience. Sure. My loud noise does not make any change. <laughs> I, I'm just being sincere. I'm sorry, but that's the truth from my heart. Yeah. A lot of times we get frustrated as fathers that we just scream out. We just yell out. They're not listening to us. They're not listening to that noise from the dads. You see, just shouting. 
something funny happened in school. I, I went to pick Elizabeth, more of my kids in school. And when I got there, they were in the swimming stuff, uh, pool area, the sitting arrangement. So I joined them, sat down. I've had a busy day at work. So I'm already in a very tense mood. So I sat down with them and I asked, where's your drinking bottle? She said, I probably forgot it in class. I said, did you say you forgot it in class? My head is changing slowly. You know what I can do? I'll bring out my shoe, I'll smack you. <laughs> do you know what she said? They would think I'm a psycho dad. So don't do that. <laughs> yeah. I felt I need to change the way I think. Yeah. Yeah. I need to approach things differently. Yeah. I can't do it the way my dad did it. Sure. Yeah. If I do it that way, I won't get the same result. Sure. He was lucky to get my kind of result. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might not be lucky with my kids if I yell sure. at them. And listen, there is a difference. Your kids have her DNA. That makes life difficult straight away. Straight you are away. not wrong. You are not straight wrong. away. <laughs> you are not wrong. So, so sorry. Just to keep it quick. Being a dad has changed my life. It's different from before I became a dad. Being married, have, living with only your wife, is different from being a dad. You can live with your wife, you understand her, she understands you, you hopefully work together, because you probably are not going to change so much in your ideology. But the kids get influenced in school, they get yeah. influenced by their hormones, they yeah. get influenced because they want to be independent, they get influenced because they think about money in a different, in a different mindset. They, 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 they don't think about money the way we think about money. They, they, they get influenced by social media. They get influenced by the way they look. They get influenced by the way their friends look. They got boys in school. They've got people with different ideas about sex and about different aspects of life. And we are coming with a different mindset. We need to meet somewhere. We actually need to meet somewhere to be able to influence them. Very good. Very if we good. can't actually meet them, we'll just be talking over them until they leave our house. Wow. And when they leave our house, they become what they want to become. Then we become crying parents. Yeah. Wow. 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 Yeah. So good. I've got a lot to learn. I keep saying that. My kids are almost teenagers. So when I see teenagers at work, I look at them and I say in my mind, my kids will be like this in two years from now. <laughs> I'm in trouble. Trouble. So one of the things I do is every time I pray for them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If I feel like shouting, I shout in my prayer. Yeah. And I declare that God, you will establish these kids. Yeah. yeah. You will make them what you have, you've created them to be. Yeah. yeah. I've got my expectations for them. I want them to be yeah. doctors, professors, this, that. Not to talk to any boy till they are 30 years old. <laughs> Love that. But, but the truth is that God has a plan for their life. It's deeper than my plan for their lives. God wants to work with me so that I can be a good dad. I think I should stop. I <laughs> think you should stop. So good, mate. So good. Listen, that, that, there's so many powerful truths there. And 
And yeah. part of this conversation, I hope the men in the room can grab a hold of some of these. And yeah. listen, you, you, you address a conflict that's significant. And yeah. it's a conflict of culture. It's a conflict of how we work together and meet that culture. I know for my dad, I remember as a young man, dad meeting me. And we've had conversations now that I'm an adult and, and I'm, I'm a dad myself. We've had conversations about how he came and met me. I, I remember being a teenager where... Uh, probably doing the wrong thing sometimes and dad would come and meet me and sit and would talk and he'd make me breakfast in the morning he'd come to that place of where can I meet Tim at so we yeah. can have yeah. the, the right conversations in life and it's very important yeah. and uh, I was actually speaking at a, a pastor's conference just a couple of weeks ago and one of the uh, guest speakers who was speaking before me uh, he got up and said oh raising teenagers is the easiest thing in the world you just pray and God fixes it all you know what, I, I got up after him. I was speaking about something totally different, but I had to start by saying, listen, that may work for you, but my kids have got McDonald DNA. <laughs> they've, got, they've got David McDonald in their DNA. They've got Wendy Clark in their DNA. Yep. I'm perfect, but those two just in the DNA is a disaster. Yeah. Yep. Let alone adding daughters into that whole situation too is just a crazy scenario. I'm like, mate, you're crazy. You know what, I bumped into him again last week at a different pastor's conference and he, I'm going to send you my book and how to do that. I'm like, I don't need your book. I was just making a serious <laughs> realisation that everyone else in the room was thinking. It's a tough gig meeting the culture right now yeah. and we need God's wisdom to do that. Murray, what did it mean for you uh, to become a dad? What, what did oh, that mean in your life? Oh, it was the greatest thing in my life. Uh, I remember Diana telling me she was pregnant. I was just was so happy, so happy. It wasn't probably the right opportunity, but it was just, I was so happy that uh, I'd become a dad. And uh, I have four daughters. I just love my daughters so much. And they're, they're great children. We, yeah. we, you know, I was, I was lucky. Uh, in the Bible college, you know, I was quite authoritarian. Uh, they did something wrong. You know, my father belted me and I um, corrected them with the rod as well. And they were good. And then, then Mayo, when they get to about 25, you're asking for boys to come along <laughs> so that they can have children and they can have grand and you get grandchildren. And grandchildren, grandchildren are another level again. On top Mayo's, of Mayo's eyes twitching. They are, they are children. They are just outstanding children, grandchildren. <laughs> I know those feels, Mayo. It's all good. <laughs> but yeah, it, he's, he's a bit worried about that. <laughs> Oh no, you get, you get to that stage where you need to, it's good, it's healthy, it's healthy. <laughs> but uh, no, to be a parent, I just love the idea of being a parent. <laughs> I love the idea of being a parent, I just, uh, I have the four daughters, I have five grandchildren, and I just, I love everything about being a, a father and a grandfather. So good. Love it. So good. <laughs> We're slow clappers today. Elliot, what does it mean for you uh, to have kids? Listen, Elliot has this little daughter. Oh, my gosh, that girl. I tell you what, every time I see her, I want to, I want to give her chocolate or something. Just <laughs> those eyes, man. I, I don't know how you could ever discipline that child in your <laughs> yeah, life. Yeah, that's right. That's very hard. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, yeah, same as... Praise that. God for Sarah. Yes, Amen. <laughs> she looks like Sarah too, which is good. She can look straight through those eyes and discipline is wonderful. Um, well, like the other two men, you know, yeah, best day of my life, you know, to, uh, you know, have my first child and, and now I have three. I think I think I learned pretty quickly, you know, because I, I modelled, you know, my my fatherhood, you know, um, 
uh, through my, my dad and there's probably some things my dad got away, got away with uh, that, uh, that I, I tried to get away with early but uh, you know such as you know um, leaving the kids at home you know going out with uh, going to the rugby with the boys and uh, yeah I think uh, you know s s s uh, the wife let me know pretty quickly that was so yeah, so it's uh, praise God, Sarah can look through those eyes yes, as well. Hey? Yes, that's right. uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's still it's still a learning experience for me. Sure. Uh, but yeah, just once again, just emphasise that that shared responsibility and and listen, yeah. that has genuinely been a big deal for you, hasn't it? You've you've had to learn your way through that. Now, people may not know you played professional rugby, you coached rugby, uh, you've you've been around that whole world hugely. In amongst that, you marry Sarah. Your relationship with God starts to become fresh in your life and then you have kids, that has been a big growing and changing part of your world. Uh, yeah, 100%, 100%. And uh, yeah, I suppose, you know, the, the you know, sort of three key values in our, in our household, you know, I said uh, spirituality, family, and, and rugby, you know, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was, uh, you know, it's funny uh, when, you know, like in terms of you know, coming home for homework, you know, my, my dad or my parents didn't actually you know, they, they didn't care too much if I was doing homework, but they made sure I turned up to training on time, I made sure I made all my, my rugby games. So, you know, there's yeah. a real big focus uh, sure. on, on that sporting side. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it's been, uh, you know, it's been it's a bit of a shift for me, you know, once again, uh, understanding, uh, you know, uh, just, you know, just that, that communication, I think, with, with, with my dad, you know, watching him, the way he did things, you know, from a cultural side of things, um, you know, just working, working, I never really saw him, but you knew, I knew he loved me, mm. but I probably didn't see him that wow. much or, or I didn't hear it from him, mm. you know what I mean? But I knew he loved me. So I suppose one of the key learnings for me is make sure I, I balance my time, you know, um, you know, you could, you know, how much money do you, do you need, you know? Wow. You, I suppose you know, don't compromise the time with, with your family, wow. with your wife, and, and I think that's probably the main learnings for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mate, how, how, did you, how did you shift that? Like... I, I, I've watched this journey. I've My watched wife. you. Yeah, yeah. I've watched you grow over these these last number of years, yeah. and I've watched you shift and change in your in your thinking, even in your communication around all of that. Um, probably to add to that, like, what is what is your faith? Where's your faith really come in the middle of that? And as God's been become a bigger part and a bigger part of your world, how has that helped you as a father? Yeah, yeah. No, I think my faith is, as I said, is number one. I yeah. think you know we. Uh, you know, personally and as a, as a couple, uh, we learnt, you know, if we're not uh, um, centred um, th through the Word of God, you know, and continue to do our devotions weekly, continue to, you know, um, you know uh, uplift everything to Him, yeah. uh, we, just, we can just get caught in, 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 in life and in, in, yeah. in the world. And, and I think that's, um, um, you know, even with that, you know, rugby culture, it's a big drinking culture. Uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm dry now for over three years. Wow. Uh, that's a big deal for me, yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. So... Um, yeah, so just, but once again, you know, um, yeah. And most yeah. of that for you has been, yes, about faith, but also about what makes your family better, what makes your marriage better, what makes you as a dad better. I, I know there's some of the conversations we've had through this journey. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, and you know, past Tim, you've been obviously part of that, that journey, and then I thank you know, City Point for that. Um, yeah, it's just, once again, just, you know, I've, I've only watched one, you know, um, through my dad, you know, I've, I've learnt some, some great things. Um, but you know, and I'm, I'm taking what the good things from that and, and applying it to uh, you know to my marriage, but also yeah, other stuff as well. So I yeah. think that's the um, but just keeping that, that that communication and not necessarily thinking that uh, you know you have to be you know in Pacific you know there's a perception maybe you know you need to be quite strong you know where you, there's you know. 
you know, we see our, our war dancers, you know, like, you know, quite, uh, you know, it's not really normal to be seen as weak, you know wow. what I mean? And, and I think, uh, and I want to make sure my kids, have, you know, we can have that dialogue, you know, sure. it's okay, you know, just, you know, we can, we can talk, you know, wow. all that stuff. So, yeah, I, that's one of my learnings. Again, in, in this generation, that conversation is really important. There's moments that even as dads, we don't feel strong. When we're supposed to have that front that we're always happy, we're always strong. There's moments when tears roll down our cheeks and we're not feeling so great about ourselves and, and having those conversations are really important, eh? hundred percent. And just taking that pressure, you know, it's a, once again, when you talk about, you know, the, the traditional, the head of the house, you know, if we, that, that can be misinterpreted, yeah, you know, wow. thinking you have to have full responsibility at taking care of your family at all costs. And, and I think uh, I probably saw, you know, my dad, you know, he, he just did that, you know, but wow. I'm so grateful for, for what I've learned. Sure. Um, but, you know, I don't want to, yeah, I, I don't want to uh, take on that pressure, sure. and, you know, but just, you know, just, just shared responsibility between sure. me and my partner. And, um, yeah, I think that's important. Grateful for amazing wife that walks with you. Uh, yes. 100%. Incredible woman of God. <coughs> Murray, what, like, again, you talked about prayer meetings, you talked about your kids growing up in that prayer environment. What is... Yeah. What is that faith element of your life? And I know that's central to all that you are. What has that meant for you now having kids that love God, serving God, and, and you know, grown, grown women serving God? Yeah. What has that meant for you? Oh, uh, Jackie preached her first message uh, a couple of weeks ago. That, yeah. So we had to go. I had to go be there. Uh, you know, that, that is, to me, is just awesome. Jackie is a great... Great girl, uh, Amy. She, she she looked after our kids. She looked out. He loves yeah. your kids. Yeah, when they were little, she did. She yeah. did. Uh, yeah. So faith is very very central to our whole family. Um, for all my daughters, uh, very central. Uh, Georgia, Maddie, uh, all of them. Are, it's it is just the central whole life, because we grew up in you know grew up, growing up in a Bible college, you know the whole thing was everything was around God. It, there was no, there is no other thing. Um, there, in the islands, of course, there was a lot of witchcraft. Um, we had a lot of witchcraft. The kids, the kids, of course, all talk with each other, and there was a lot of, lot of talk of witchcraft. There was a lot of talk of demons and spirits, and of course, there was, there was quite a few spirit, spirit activity in the Bible College, of course, um, which is always fun. <laughs> it just, just comes down to being fun when you're dealing with demons. Uh, and so the girls, girls knew that, and uh, it it does strengthen to me. It strengthens their Christianity to know that uh, you know we overcome every yeah. every problem that we ever had in the yeah. Bible College. We had we had land issues, we had uh, spirit issues, we had people uh, Bo- uh, Bible College students who you know just still still involved in witchcraft basically, and uh, so that's you know and that was but because of that Christianity. Because we were at the Bible College, we had to go through every issue. Now, I can't remember talking to the girls about that, but they obviously saw yeah. how we resolved a lot of those issues. Wow. You know, we had, we had a New Guinean that was trying to kill me one day with a, with a big bush knife. We were running around the Bible College. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some great experiences sure. in, in that. In that uh, so, you know, uh, so the girls saw all that. They were part of all that, and uh, they, they are very much stronger for it. Yeah. Being, being from before. But again, that is a very unique yeah. opportunity that we had. Yeah. Not everybody can be in a Bible college all their life. <laughs> sure. uh, there's an old adage that uh, says, you know, the greatest thing you can do for your wife is love her children. Wow. And the greatest thing you can do for your children is love their mother. Wow. So in that, 
that is that is strength in that you know that's as a father you know the, as a father that is where you've got to be you know you've got to love love the children of your mother of the of your wife and love the mother of their of your of the children and in that is a lot of strength and that's where you know the bible talks a lot about a as as a man you're washing your wife with the word you speak the word you just declare the word of god into your family constantly and that is, you know, I was lucky enough to do that. Uh, grew up in, in prayer meetings all our lives. Uh, we, you know, you wash your family. You pray for your family. Whoever you pray for builds intimacy. And, and that, you know, you can't just pray for somebody or pray for your children and pray for your wife constantly without being closer to them and, and having a, uh, an emotional response to them. You just... It just it grows in intimacy for you, and that is that is a strong thing for you. Every father, you know, if you want to be a priest, well, you've got to pray. You've got to pray. You've got to. Uh, priests always bring sacrifice. As a father, you should always bring sacrifice. You sacrifice your life for your family. You sacrifice, you know, what whatever you know. We live in a world that's everything's perverted, where where men have become so selfish to themselves. Where, as you know, as Christians, we should be the opposite around, where the man is a, a person who is sacrificing to his own life to the benefit of his children and his wife. And if you do that and wash over them and pray over them, you know, there is, a, there is an element, you know, you, you, of, of success in that. Uh, and that brings, brings, prayer brings success. God brings success. Yeah. Uh, I just had a, a, a bloke that I've worked with for 30 years. He, said, he turned around to me yesterday and just said to me, you know, you, you are one of the most blessed persons I've ever met in my life. Mm. And, uh, and he's, he's correct. And because we pray every day. We declare every day, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And that's, that's what I declare and that's what I speak. And, and, and we, you know, we, we, we pray regularly. Yeah, we, yeah. Prayer is part of my life. I remember Dad teaching me that when I first started dating Wendy. He talked to me about, you know, washing her, yeah. continually praying over her life. Yeah. And, and it's such a key part of that. And obviously then having kids, I know Dad's prayed over my life and he's taught me how to pray yeah. for my children. Yeah. And that obviously, that, that love of being a dad from having a great father is one of the reasons why I love being a father of my boys and adding to that with yes. others to my family yes. as well. Yeah, it's huge. It's massive. It's huge. Maya, as we're wrapping up in the last couple of minutes, um, what is that, that, again, girls about to turn teenagers, how, how important is that spiritual aspect there for your own life as a, as a wonderful man of God in the house? Yeah. Uh, I'll keep it quick and just paint a picture. Retrospectively, checking my father's way of doing things, when we wake up in the morning, he actually wakes us up with a bell at everybody. They said, is this old ringing bell. I'm sure most people don't know it. You just make so much noise. So it goes from room to room and Listen, keeps ringing. if I did that in my house, Wendy would smack me over the head with a bell. I'll give you the drum right now. So it goes from room to room and does that and everybody is forced or compelled to wake up. So you wake up, you come to the living room and we have a beautiful time learning about God and we learn a memory verse, at least one memory verse a wow. month. So we have this tradition in our house in which the birthday gift is a good news English Bible. Good news English Bible because it's difficult for us to analyze as ch children 
uh, or understand the King James Version. So he buys us the simple English Good News Bible, and he gives us one Bible every birthday. Wow. The same Bible. Now, the, the, the truth is, a lot of times we don't even read it <coughs> as kids. And when we were becoming teenagers, we don't read it. But somehow, because we have it almost everywhere in the house, we don't even know when we started picking on it and started reading it. Wow. Wow. Pastor Steve said something. He said, teach your kids the way of the Lord. When they grow old, they will not depart from it. The truth is, a lot of those things they've taught us when we were young, wow. teenagers, is coming back to me. Wow. And it's helping me now. I'm going for interviews. I remember I have the mind of God. I have the spirit of God. Those are the things I learned when I was a teenager. I have, I'm excellent. I'm the head. I'm not the tail. Those things keep coming to my mind. I learned it long, long ago. And that's what I'm trying to do for my kids. They are almost teenagers. I need to imbibe in them the scriptures. I don't have to force it on them, but I have to bring it close to them. The closer I bring it to them, the more likely they will be attracted to it. Wow. And there's something about the scriptures. It's life. Yeah. And because it's life, it, it, it pulls you into it and you pull yourself into it. Yeah. And the more you learn it, the more you know it, and it gets like a seed inside you. Wow. And a seed can be in a place for a long time without germinating. It can be there without, because it's not watered. You can put a seed in a plastic bag for years and it's still alive there. And everything will look as if there's no tree here. There's no fruit. Mm. I've been putting so much seed. But the moment it is watered, the moment it's put in a good soil, or the soil condition improves, the seed will germinate. So in my heart, I keep putting as much seed into the girls. Putting as much seed into them. It might not germinate now. But when it germinates, it says the old creation is waiting for the manifestation of yeah. the children of God. Yeah. So they are waiting for my manifestation. They are waiting for my kids' manifestation. Yeah. It will yeah. come only if I can plant seeds wow. inside them now. Yeah. So good, Maya. That's good. So good. Gentlemen, thank you so much. First and foremost, thank you for your honesty. Thank you for having a great conversation with us. Come on, let's put our hands together. Thank these men as we wrap up here this morning. Hey, let's stand to our feet because we are finished here today. Dad, can you come and just pray over all the men in the house? Can you do that, please? Pastor David McDonald. <coughs> wow. Hey, hey, wherever you are as a man uh, today, uh, as I pray, make sure no words of negativity of the past come into your future. Your behaviour might make room for that, but the blood of Jesus Christ breaks that. And if we put our faith and our trust in who Jesus is, we speak Jesus. I love that song. We speak Jesus. So men, uh, women, would you, if you're beside a man, doesn't have to be your husband or, or just a friend, but if it's a husband, just put your hand on him and believe with me. Believe with me this morning. Would you believe for the power of God, the grace of Jesus, for the Word of God? Maybe there's men here that the seed still hasn't germinated after years. And I'm going to pray that that Word and that power will just flow with grace. Great Holy Spirit. Great Holy Spirit. 
There is a great anointing here that breaks yokes and loosens bands. There's a great anointing here that teaches us, teaches us, reveals to us, builds into us. So great, Holy Ghost, would you walk with men right now as you strengthen them in this nation of Australia. I thank you for these men that rise up. I thank you for the fire of God upon their lives. I thank you for the might of the power of Jesus. I speak Jesus. Oh, come great Holy Spirit. I know this message will keep speaking to you as you continue your day. So for more information about City Point West, jump on citypointchurch.com or follow our social media accounts, Instagram, City Point West, or our Facebook, City Point Church West. Have a great day.